This is a CBC podcast. I felt humiliated, disgusted, angry. Well, angry at myself for not saying anything. This, this is Mike Drop. Mike Drop. It's about us teens and our stories and what we've been through. What we are still going through without any adult interruptions. Testing. Testing. Lake will drop in five, okay. four, um, three, two. Drop the mic. <laughs> this episode is about living between worlds. I'm Eve, and I'm 14, and I'm going between my mom's house, and every second weekend I go to my dad's house. The two worlds are so different. At my mom's house, it kind of feels like a mini version of a dream house kind of how people imagine like heaven to be like you sit on clouds your bed's made of clouds waterfalls and like rainbow colors but it's kind of like every day I get a new donut it was like jelly filling inside and that's why I kind of feel in my dad's house I feel like I get cabbage uncooked cabbage it's not that good When I'm with my dad, I feel like I have to be two different people. Like, I feel like I have to be calmer, quieter. I can't say anything. But at the same time, for me, it's like I have to be excited when he expects me to be exciting. Like, I have to deal with what goes on between my dad and his girlfriend and have to care about, like, her birthday, for example. I, f- I, d- I forgot the exact day of her birthday, and uh, my dad called me. He said, why didn't you wish her happy birthday? I had her number. You could have asked me for her number. And I said, well, you and I don't talk during the week. Two weeks later, when I usually go to my dad's house on the weekend, she was over, and I got her, like, a big teddy bear and a designer lip gloss, which kind of took up the rest of my bank account money. But she seemed very happy, so my dad seems happy, but I'm not sure if he might use it against me later on, that the fact I didn't get her a gift in the first place. The kind of drama um, in my dad's world is like a yelling, having to be this like perfect image, as if like the people you, you see on TV. So it's like I'm always in the TV show, but never can get out of the TV. I'm like in the shadows. It makes me feel stressed most of the time. It's sometimes sad. I'm usually myself when I'm home. My mom's house. That's what I mean when I say home. When they feel like me, I I say what's on my mind. Even though it's not always nice, I feel better. And I laugh. And then people laugh too, because sometimes when I say something that's mean, it ends up being funny, and I don't even notice. I'm like a quiet person, and I observe. I like to observe. I'm not really comfortable with my dad's. He has a roommate, 
and I don't really know him. So sometimes I feel like him being there is like an obstacle when I want to do things. And when I'm like using the washroom or anything, I feel like I have to like hurry, rush. I have to like hide like a mouse. Like let's say I would take a shower. Like let's say my sister and I were taking a shower. We're girls, we can't just go in our room with our towels. We have to like be fully dressed. Our rooms don't have a lock. And his roommate uses a drawer that is ours. He uses it for his socks, so I'm always anxious that he will come in the room if I'm trying to change or do work. I have to tell my dad. I, I'm not going to tell him this weekend coming, but I'm going to tell him that, like, how I feel so he knows because I feel like he doesn't understand me. Me going between two houses is kind of like an animation in my mind. I'm always in a loop, hitting a wall constantly that I can never get out of. When I go to one house, it's the beginning of the loop, and then when I go to the other house, it's like what ties the loop together so it doesn't stop. And so when I, when I hit the wall is when conflict occurs in my life. Even though... The teens living in two different houses, they seem fine. They're not really fine, even though they say they are. I say that I'm fine a lot, but I'm not. Really, if this will happen until I'm, like, 18, because I would be able to move out, so then I don't have to worry about going to two different houses. I actually have, like, the legal option to not go because I have my own house. Yeah, I I kind of feel excited for it to come because I I picture my place when I'm 18, like colorful, bright, and like very, like as if I was in the future almost. Like everything will be nice. I'll have an indoor pool. I have my own house, five floors, and then I'll have my own gym, my own movie theater. So it's gonna be like an upgrade of my mom's house in a way. So. I feel hopeful. If you are in the middle of your own struggle, Kids Help Phone is available 24-7. It's free and confidential. You don't even have to tell them your name. You can call 1-800-668-6868. one 800 668-6868. They have a free app you can download called Always There, or you can live chat with a counselor on the Kids Help Phone website. I'm Ben. I'm 16 years old. I'm in grade 10. I'm a soccer goalkeeper. I play for the Montreal Impact Academy. I'm right now leaving my history class, and I'm about to be going to soccer practice with my teammates. Um, the program that I'm in, I do half school and half soccer, so I leave at 12.30 every day. I started as young as I can remember, at, you know, three, four, starting just played in the park with my parents and my brother, and um, it was actually called popsicle soccer. You'd actually get a popsicle at the end of the game, 
So that was that was amazing. In Ottawa, I started playing um, and getting higher level and starting to play for some bigger teams. And eventually, I got the opportunity to try out for the Montreal Impact Academy. Me making the team was just one part, but the biggest part was how my parents um, made these sacrifices. And my brother and, and I moved here for our respective sports. He does swimming and I do soccer. And I'm able to play at, at the highest level I can be with some amazing players around me. Moving at 12 or 13, it was a big adjustment, learning how to do all these home ec things that, are, that I'm starting to learn now. Um, there's a situation when I when I just moved and I was doing the uh, I was doing the laundry and I just took one of the bottles above the uh, the dryer and it happened to be bleach, so I bleached all my clothes accidentally. So that was that was a good laugh after, not during, because my brother was pretty mad and my parents were not the happiest. But it was a good learning experience, and those are one of many that I'm learning through through my life at, in Montreal. practices are from Monday to Friday and then we have a game on the weekend. It's very intense. For the weekends it could be traveling to as far as Florida or south in the States for games or tournaments so it's important that I juggle and make sure that everything's cleared with my teachers and I'm bringing the right homework on the trips and making sure that I don't fall behind. Yeah, at 16, it's it's a lot going on, especially being in high school and having your friends starting to, you know, being able to go out and how I'm being pulled by each different world, by the soccer world, the school world, and the social life and the social world, and being torn as if I have three arms. There have been scenarios where I've been out with friends at a pool or at their house, and I've been having the temptations or people encouraging me or asking if I wanted to go outside to smoke or, you know, have a drink, and... I've been offered anything from, from alcohol to drugs as, as bad as marijuana, Xanax, but it's been proven that, that taking these drugs and, and, and drinking alcohol is going to influence my soccer and it's going to make me not perform at a level that I want to do. So if I'm offered, I'm just being honest and telling them that it's, it's not the kind of things I do because I'm focusing on soccer and I'd want the path to be as, as bright as possible and not anything to interrupt it. The hard part for me is missing out on on what my friends are having a good time and when I come back on Monday to school them all talking about what they did and it's difficult to just to to smile and nod and say oh maybe next time I can do it and you know deep down maybe I know that there might not be a next time because I'm traveling and I have to you know my parents are coming in I would like to see them but luckily I've got the opportunity to travel and I've been able to see the competition around the world from Brazil all the way to, to England. Soccer's always been what I wanted to do, and I'm willing to make the sacrifices that I have to do to, to play for the team and eventually, hopefully, sign pro. When I'm at school, it feels like I'm really living in Canada. But then when I go back home, it feels like I'm living in Korea again. My name is Sarah. I'm 17 years old. 
I came to Canada, Montreal, in January of 2016. I was shopping with my friend in St. Catherine Street, and three guys who looked like college students came up to me and said, Ni hao, which is hi in Chinese. I'm Korean. Saying Chinese word to me was very um, humiliating. They just laughed at me. Well, I felt disgusted, angry at myself for not saying anything. I cried a lot and I thought, why am I crying? I came here to stop crying. I suffered from depression when I was in Korea. Korean school is very stressful. Like, basically, everyone studies as if there's no tomorrow. I stayed at the library till 2 in the morning. I only had 4 or 5 hours of sleep every day. And I didn't have time to hang out with my friends. I thought... I was like a studying like machine. I gained a lot of weight. I wasn't even hungry, but I kept eating. I talked to my parents and my parents said, if you keep living in this country, I don't think you can do what you want to do and you can't, like your life quality will be like really bad. They've experienced the same thing when they were high school students. So my parents decided to move to Canada so that I become happy again. I become bright again. The differences between Korean school and Canadian school is class discussion. In Korea, we just learn things for tests. But here, we actually read books and discuss about it. So what I was really surprised was when I first did the discussion, I was like, I didn't know what to talk about. And I didn't know how to express my feelings or opinions. But here, everyone knows how to express their opinion. And like the other thing that I was really shocked about was how people were talking about sexual issues very freely. Like if you say a word like sex in Korea, Everyone will be blushing. Koreans are like conservative, but here everyone is open-minded. I love being open-minded. Like one girl from my class said that, oh, I have a transgender mom in Korea. Like it's impossible to say that. I love like hearing about like other people's stories and I would love to help them using my own experience and like how I deal with like hardships such as discrimination. I actually heard two people saying that, 
or like why is government accepting so many asian immigrants and like it's like heaven to me here and i want to live here like forever but i felt unwelcomed and i thought people here don't like accepting immigrants and they just don't want to be nice to immigrants like immigrants sacrifice their comfortable life of like speaking their own language having their friends who share the like same culture and background and they just took a risk and came here but people here if they don't like us it's very sad Culturally, I think I'm more Korean, but like how I think and how I talk to people is I think I'm more like Canadian. But if like someone asks, are you Korean or are you Canadian? Then I'm going to say I'm Korean-Canadian. I think I'm living between two worlds. Next time on Mic Drop. I flipped. I was in a state of hysteria. I was crying. I was screaming at her. I'm sure the neighbors heard everything. Uh, I was, yeah, screaming at the top of my lungs, how the hell could you have done this? You know, you've ruined me. You know, my dad's gonna kill me. Mic Drop is produced in Montreal by Sherry Okeke and Carrie Haber. Associate producer on the series is Jess Shane with editing and mixing by Crystal Duhame. Look for CBC Mic Drop on Instagram and wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also reach us at micdrop at cbc.ca. And if you like us, tell your friends. We'd really appreciate it. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.